Welcome to the Skillshop Pincast, episode 12. I'm your host, Graham. I'm Kayla. And today we have a few topics at hand. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, one of the latest Stern machines, KISS. Uh, we are going to talk about some very exciting business that's been going on in Seattle uh, around the Belltown neighborhood and how it affects the pinball community. And uh, our, our uh, two guests today that we're going to discuss those with are... Uh, Brian Chesbro and Allison Ray, uh, both Seattle Slayers in the, what is it, Monday Night Pinball? Is that what it's, it's called right, now? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, thanks for being with us, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, gosh, where to start? I mean, since. Well, go for it. I mean, I, we just start with our day. We went to Attaball in Fremont today and we played some Kiss. Yeah. You know, um, we kind of just decided to do an episode on Kiss is the latest game, and we, we had wanted to do one on Game of Thrones, but we kind of missed the mark on that. Like, yeah. Origi- we were going to do like a speculation podcast. Yeah, that yeah. was going to be a lot of fun, you know, because right. we, we, uh, Game of Thrones had been uh, rumored for a long time, and uh, so, and Kayla and I are both big fans, and uh, so yeah, we were going to have, we were originally going to design an entire episode based on what we would like to see our dream machine maybe. and then yeah. of course you know in the in the time between like pumping out all like episodes seven eight nine ten like we would have been right there it. on the cutting edge like we, we like starting over like oh damn why didn't we do that mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but unfortunately instead, it's shipping so <laughs> yeah we just had too many other topics to yeah address, so sorry guys uh, yeah but, i guess uh, we have to start talking about ghostbusters because that's the next big rumored game you're kidding. Oh, really no not at all like ghostbusters have been about the new movie that's all female ghostbusters i'm really into that i know right i mean there's that the haunted game that just came out America's Most haunted. America's yeah. Most haunted. yeah 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 so it's cool it's I time. know they're they're jumping on the ghost train. So right? hip right now. Yeah. <laughs> Zombies are so 2014. All right, so <laughs> ghosts so, are back. Yeah. It's not about back. the Walking Dead; it's about the actual dead. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, I think a great way to start off with you two would be to talk about your pinball origin stories. Yeah, let's hear How your you backstories. Who wants to go first, Allison, Brian? We flipped a coin, and it's. Brian. All right. <laughs> <laughs> pinball and me started with my uncle who owned a pinball machine back mm. in New Hampshire, back when I was a child. And I played it. And it did one of those things where it was in a ball lock. I, I don't know what machine it is. I don't remember. Oh, wow. But it was, it was in a ball lock and it spit it right down the drain. And I was furious. Was that I mean, Kiss? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Adam's family, honestly. I'm no, just kidding. Um, but it, it spit it right down the drain. And I was like, what's the point? What's the point? Like, this is so cheap. It's cheating me. So I basically said, I'm never going to play pinball ever again. And I swore up pinball machines. I'm like, this is cheap. They're cheating me. I'm going to stick to video games. And I did until I was 23 and I moved to Seattle. And I uh, moved into Belltown. And um, I was looking for to make some friends because I knew nobody in town. And I walked by Shorty's. And I was like, this looks like some cool people hang out here. So I started going there and hanging out. And uh, I started seeing a girl from there who was really into the pinball scene. And... And she was playing pinball all the time, and I was always hanging out with her. So I was just watching her play and practice. And I'm like, hmm, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just I started to get into it. And then I started setting little goals for myself. Like, I wanted to put my initials on the board. And right. then I wanted get a replay. For, get a yeah. replay. Yeah. Put my initials on the board. I want to um, roll a machine. Ooh. I wanted to win a tournament. You know, it, gets, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it kept setting higher and higher goals for myself. You know, and it was just really fun along the way. 
And, and, the, awesome. and I, I've said it again and again, the community is what makes pinball. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I don't think anybody in this room no. would disagree with I that. mean, we had a hard time leaving Adderall tonight because we had too many people Ex- say goodbye yeah, to Yeah, there was like <laughs> pressure from friends to play the, the, tournament, the tournament tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we could have probably been the 49th and 50th and 51st and 52nd persons <laughs> to join the Adderall Weekly tonight. But yeah, we Someone actually called us teases. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of want to just like show up to a tournament like yeah what's up i might play what you know <laughs> actually maybe no. i won't it's yeah. called the pot <laughs> looking it's called, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it's called the brian headley oh yeah right. <laughs> show up and don't play <laughs> yeah <laughs> allison tell us about how you got into pinball uh similar to brian i have a very idyllic uh new england childhood oh, experience I'm, I'm from right outside boston but my family um would go camping every year in the summer the same week of every summer at a uh, campground up in maine that had a little mini arcade and vacation land for is yeah, vacation <laughs> land <laughs> yeah actually fist bumping with brian right now about being yeah. from new england <laughs> but um this campground had uh, always had a mini arcade and for as long as i could remember to be as tall as reaching the flippers i've been playing and and uh, there wasn't really much of a scene in Boston growing up playing pinball, but I remember one of my favorite things about going to this one week of camping was being able to play as much pinball as I could. And when I moved out to Seattle when I was just 20, um, there were a, a really there were a few really cool all ages arcades. There was the um, there was um, yeah there were two arcades on Capitol Hill that I could play at that were all ages, but I'll never forget getting my first legal Washington ID two days after my 20th birthday and walking straight over to Shorty's, <laughs> getting one of my first legal beers and walking into the pinball cove. And Very just nice. Being like, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was a good it, feeling, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a real blessing living in a city that really celebrate, has always kind of celebrated, um, yeah, just playing pinball. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's. And uh, then I mean, and and playing my my playing really elevated from being something that was just fun for me to do into something that I worked on once the um, Monday Monday Night Pinball League started and yeah yeah getting on the Slayers and Slayers <laughs> Slayers. Have you have you guys both been on Slayers since the beginning? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and it's this is the third fourth season. Fourth season. Yeah. Fourth season. We won the first season. We won the second season. We were in the in the finals of the third season. I would just like to mention I was on the the first team to beat the Slayers. Oh, when they were yeah, out. you were. Yeah. That was, I I remember honestly this, that, like, was, that, that was probably the Slayers' worst <laughs> worst loss. Like the first Gordon one, was out of town. Not yeah. Yeah, was. Gordon had a death in the family. Sadly, yeah. uh, he had to miss it. But I remember this like anecdote from Allison that you gave me like later on. She's like. You are a shorty to that tournament, and I just want to rip it off your back. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that seems so petty now. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> we but it was eight. your first loss. Like, you were undefeated, so it was, like, a very, like, hot. <laughs> yeah, no shame but, in being, like, competitive right? in the moment, and, right? And, like, I'm very near and dear to shorties, too. Like, that's how I started playing. Like, that's where I got where into, That I was really into, mean too. of me. I'm no, sorry. it's okay. We're, it's like water under There's, the bridge. Yeah. So much passion though because there's no prizes in that league it's just glory <laughs> right, right, right. And, and to be fair Allison told me this after she had like let that go and she's like just so you know 
<laughs> I had this feeling once. I never acted upon it, but. <laughs> so this might be a, a very shorties heavy podcast. Yeah, you know, I think it might be. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that because shorties, I think, has played a tremendous role in all of our pinball lives and bringing us all together too. And not just, Absolutely, yeah. and not just us, but for pinball in general, the pinball scene. I mean, it helped keep it alive yeah. through the through the late 90s and it, early 2000s it, yeah. it helped galvanize it's a you know, like, yeah. yeah um and i so kayla and i talk about this weirdly a lot but uh <laughs> uh we both have google uh, alerts for pinball <laughs> and, thanks graham yeah you got it and one of the things that came up this week was um a sailor jerry's uh promo where they interviewed a dude. It was like the bassist for some band. It was a cool band that I oh, like. Oh, I did not I, see that. Yeah, I don't remember what band it was. But uh, they asked him like the top ten places in the world to play pinball. And Shorties was number four on nice. that list. Oh. And specifically in the Shorties rundown, he talked about how like it was more than Shorties. And how like Seattle is part of the pinball mecca and blah, blah, blah. Brad. blah. And I was like, yeah, you you know. like, And, yeah. it's, and that's, that is emblematic of how a lot of people feel you know like yeah. uh internationally uh seattle and shorty specifically is known as a place where people come play mm-hmm. pinball where it's 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 uh, one of the focal points of the scene you know like uh what's what's yeah, the name we, of that? We, we had anthony friggin bourdain thank you that's kicking exactly it yeah, dude. kicking it in our house that's you know? right like, yeah. and, like it's and then and, who was and, and and i've been told from people who were there the night that he recorded his bit on the layover that he kicked it afterwards like you know the camera crew stopped rolling they left he got drunk like played some games with some people oh it's, man yeah he's it, it, it's not just for vanity for a lot of the people who feature shorties as part of you know seattle pinball culture or just seattle culture in general Absolutely. i feel like i feel like shorties is definitely one of a place that's really quick to get represented and it's like part of yeah, it's just an iconic, unique to Seattle kind of place. and Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I remember, like, I don't know, Nicole's told me her John C. Riley story. I know, that's like, what I was going to times, Totally. I oh, think. my God. John C. Riley I actually, coming by. I walked in that night, and this is when she was, I was bringing there her cat to the too. bar. Yeah. She was bringing Carl her cat. At the, yeah, Carl Slagan. Yeah. <laughs> who was kicking it. <laughs> um, and I walked in after working a shift at the bar that I work at, and... There was just like this dude holding Carl Slagan and I walked in and I was like petting Carl Slagan in this guy's arms and some dude wearing a fedora and I'm talking to Nicole <laughs> and and she kept kind of like gesturing towards yeah, like, the cat. I was just like, oh, how's your night? And she was like, it's really good. <laughs> like pointing towards this yeah. guy. And, and I was just like, oh, good. Like, oh, yeah, I just had a bruiser of a night. Like, I'm going to go get a drink. And then she came up to me a couple of minutes later. She was like, John C. Riley was holding my cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And I, and I, and I looked over the and like, there he was playing Centipede or something. And I was just like, oh, wow. Just, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they had the Tim and, awesome, Tim and Eric Awesome show like a few blocks down at the show box. Like, oh, and he was, I actually, yeah, I, I dropped, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dropped off my friend Steven um, from Manchester. Like I dropped him off there for that show. And, uh, I had gone to Shorty's like right after that, and then I saw a post later on. I was like, "What the fuck?" If I had just stayed for another like a half an hour, that's what I mean. like. But it's um, one of those things. Like, what do you do besides yeah, just yeah. observe the say fact hi. that? Because like just, once I saw him, yeah. I felt like I had to say something to him. 
like, nah, and be like, what? Go, go up and be like, oh, I love your work, man. Like, nah, like, nah, nah, nah. And I just kind of watched him and just kind of like took a silent mental note. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was John just like, Riley is willing to come to Shorty's and play pinball. Clearly, That's awesome. you should give him your cat to hold. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like Carl Drago from yeah. Game of Thrones was in. Selfie uh, got a yeah, Selfie got a picture, and Steve Ackley got a picture with Carl Drago. Oh, is that that really beefy oh, wow. guy? Yeah, I, was not, I haven't seen Game of Thrones like a couple yeah. years ago. Well, you is know that what? that total babe that Selfie got the picture yeah. with? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Our, our, uh, just to come back to Shorty's and its uh, international ubiquity, like um, uh, guest on the show and friend of the show, Darren Hanlon from uh, Melbourne, Australia. Uh, that's Shorty's is why we connected with him for this because because uh, uh, Andrew Cole met him at the Shorty's uh, annual tournament. Oh, a few right. Years back. Yeah, I yeah. He was playing that there, that's and uh, I found this. It was uh, it's uh, what is it? Dave Hartley, uh, I think he's the bassist for the War on Drugs, which is, you know, by the way, a really cool band, so go listen to them. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to read the Shorty's business he has here. He says, Shorty's is ground zero of the pinball mecca, Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, where street to have pin crawls, pinball free play nights. It's crazy that these bars in these towns have even enough machines to do this. It's always packed and alive and full of taste-making kids playing pinball. That's us, guys. Yeah. They've got booth tables made out of old pinball machines, and it's right by Pikes. So he, he you know, said Pikes instead of Pike, but that's eh, fine. Yeah. You know, Whatever. otherwise, cool to see that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, you guys want to talk about Kiss? Yeah, sure. Let's Kiss. See. So yeah. Kiss is kind of the reason that... Graham and Brian know each other. It's true. Yeah, it's I want you guys true. to tell that story. All right, so uh, so I actually did meet Brian before this story, but it was very briefly, and it was more of a oh, I recognize that guy sort of thing. Like we weren't friends before. It probably I think it was... helped that you had met him once before. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would have offered my tickets to a complete stranger, <laughs> right. but an acquaintance. Why not? Um, I wouldn't really say I knew him at that point. <laughs> I knew of him. Yeah, yeah, we, we we were in each other's peripheral vision, uh-huh. uh, but uh, I think I met Brian briefly once outside the Rivoli when he was riding his scooter around. But anyway, so I used to work at the Intamon Theater in the Seattle Center, and uh, Seattle Center kind of has their own little, you know, internal email group, and so when big shows are happening at the Key Arena, like maybe if if the tickets aren't selling so hot, they'll they'll uh, give a crazy deal to other people to work at the Seattle Center, and so that's what happened while I was working at the Intamon. We got an offer to buy tickets to see Kiss at the Key Arena for one dollar a piece. Wow! You never told wow. me it was a dollar. Wow! Really? I never knew yeah, that. Yeah, one dollar. That's great. One, <laughs> which is why I bought four tickets. <laughs> like I can find, I can find three assholes yeah. who will go to see Kiss. Yeah. If not, you can find someone that will spend like thirty bucks on it. Sure. Yeah, yeah I'll make my and money you, back. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Right. But you know, it sounded like an experience, and uh, um, so I so I got four tickets. Uh, I was going to go with, uh, gosh, I don't even remember who my original three were, but uh, my friend Jessica was going to go, and uh, she bailed. Uh, she was the one that bailed at the last second. Mm. So uh, Thank I you, Jessica. Did you get her dollar Thank back? Thank you, Jessica. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't charge her. No, I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, uh, so Stephen Reed, a uh, good friend of uh, mine and Brian's, uh, and uh, and my friend Christine uh, were were going and and Jessica had just backed out and it was an hour before the show. Oh my goodness! And uh, <laughs> and I just I just wanted to you know bring somebody else along because why not? It's just a, seriously, you know, a free that's a experience. wasted dollar ticket. So you know, I don't even know if I knew that the annual tournament was going on at Shorty's that night. I don't know if it was on my radar at the moment, uh-huh. but I went down to Shorty's because it was kind of my go-to bar at the time. This was 
must have been 2009 2000 yeah, it was 2009. 2009 okay and uh i got down there and uh nicole was uh the first person i saw that i knew and i said nicole do you want to go see kiss and she was like i'd love to go see kiss uh do you have two tickets because you know i want to bring my boyfriend and i said oh so sorry <laughs> just one ticket and so she was out and uh and i think she might have mentioned like oh why don't you ask brian so i ran into brian identified brian and introduced yeah. well, I, I was i was outside because i had just busted out of the yearly tournament and i was drinking heavily as a result <laughs> and i was out front and uh I was right there, and you just kind of turned to me, and you're like, "Do you want to go see Kiss?" <laughs> I said, "Fuck Kiss." Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was about right. Yeah, and undaunted, I, uh, I said, "Look, man, it's free, and it's happening right now." <laughs> and you, you thought about it a bit, and then I buckled. I was yeah. like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Free, you? free show. There's nothing left for you there. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck it, let's go do this. Uh, so uh, we were meeting Christine at the uh, venue, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell this part of the story because mm-hmm. I can't help it. Yeah, go but ahead. Uh, we're, we're walking from Shorty's in Belltown toward Key Arena, and Brian says, Hey, you know, guys, my apartment is right around the corner. You want to just stop by, smoke a little weed, and then go back to the show? And Stephen and I looked at each other, and we're like, All right. Yeah, yeah why not? All right, cool. And, let's uh, get weird. Yeah, let's arms. let's have some fun. You know, let's let's make this a night. I and, immediately uh, like these people. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to so we get to Brian's apartment, and we hang out, and he shows us his comic book collection, and Stephen was very impressed. And, you know, I was impressed, but Stephen was more impressed. And uh, and his cats were super cute, and it's like, oh, this guy's pretty neat. Like he's got things going, and uh, and then we like we we leave, we go about our way, and we're about a couple blocks away from Brian's apartment. And he was like, hey, guys, uh, my apartment's right around the corner. You want to stop by my place for a minute? And we chuckled. And he was like, no, no, seriously, it's right around the corner. It's not a big deal. And so we we explained to him that we were just there momentarily. (laughs) (laughs) Convinced him to keep moving forward. Long story Swears. short, we went to uh... <laughs> we went to see Kiss. It was ridiculously. Did cool. you ask him if he wanted to go see Kiss again? Because it was right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was pretty faded, but uh, I, I I do say, while at the time I did not like Kiss's music that much because I found it pretty repetitive and bland. What did you just um, say? I'm sorry. Can you repeat yourself? Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> however, the show itself was. It was a spectacle. Off, it was off the charts. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Ace Freely was on, I mean, they were all on wires. And Ace yeah. was flying around over the crowd playing guitar. And Gene Simmons, like, he would jump and then all of a sudden be in the Raptors. Yeah. Up, above wow. the stadium he played playing a, from the yeah. Raptors. He played a whole song up above was, everybody. It, yeah. I, no one does that. No we one can, does that now. We could so feel the was, heat from the pyrotechnics yeah. the whole yeah. time from we where we were. We could feel yeah. the heat from the fire. It was... It was actually really, really cool. It was a great experience. That's actually yeah. how I felt when I saw Rob Zombie when I was 14. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had go-go dancers in cages with pyrotechnics. And yeah, I was there with my mom. I was like, whoa, cool. this is awesome. <laughs> and my mom got offered weed. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> but did, yeah. did, did she partake? She did not. She's like, <laughs> I've got my daughter I'm with mother me. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thanks, mom. You're the best. <laughs> After Kiss, I went back to Shorty's, the the tournament, and uh, Kaylee jo- it was Kaylee George and... Of course it was. 
Credit the show, Kaylee George. Uh, I'm going to start saying that every time somebody has mentioned. uh, Right, that's been on the show. show. Yeah, yeah. Credit the show, Kaylee George. Yeah, uh, was Kaylee George on the show before? Yeah, well, yeah, I interviewed him in Wales. Yeah, I must must have missed it. It was just the last episode. I was just in in Europe, so I interviewed him at the uh, Highway Pinball Factory in Wales. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, and we played a bunch of clips from uh, Kayla's interviews and whatnot. Yeah, so check it out, episode 11, if you guys haven't listened to it yet. It's (laughs) It's when I was in England. Yeah, so uh, I I saw him, and they were playing the finals on the machine that they win. It was Uh in the front. Right, because they used to give away machines back then. Yeah, (laughs) and it was an EM, and that was my first experience of seeing a machine rolled. Because Kaylee George had nine hundred and ninety thousand points, oh my goodness. and I was, and I was oh, like, "What happens when it gets it? Like, right. when it goes back to zero. I'm like, "What?" My Blew love. my mind. So I was yeah. like, "I want to do that." Um, yeah, he's a he. He is. A, he's a freaking beast. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. and I say that and like. I, the best of ways. I, I yeah. don't. I mean, there's no wrong way to say it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> absolutely a monster. I mean, he's no, a really nice guy. So I'm not saying that sure. he's like a beast, yeah. just yeah. a human being. He's just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I. <laughs> I, I wish he were still around. Frankly, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, it was really like, great watch, to see him. Watch the way that he works and functions because totally. I've definitely watched him and um and my darling third place Andy toe to toe right a few absolutely. times absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's missed here in the states. Absolutely, for sure. Absolutely, Kaylee, I, come home. I remember, yeah. I, 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 asked, <laughs> I asked him one time at a CL Pinball League meet, um, like when what, what was your point of realization that you were a top class player? Like when did you realize that that you were separated from the herd? He's like, well, I just used to play with this guy from college like all the time, and then you know we were playing. I was he was beating me, and then he was not beating me. We were kind of even, and that was beating him that I kept beating him I kept beating him and that's beating him more it's like oh maybe you actually have something going on here like once mm-hmm. I re- learn the rules to a game like <laughs> I can actually like execute this well but it's just it's it's neat to have that realization that like you have separated yourself from that just like you're not just good you're phenomenal yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely they've got something that you're building upon mm-hmm. like that that you've you've leveled up to the top 25 in the world <laughs> like, <laughs> no. like this podcast yeah can i take a moment to give this podcast some particular props oh, oh, absolutely sure. you can. <laughs> thanks allison like you guys have had some guests that have really inspired me like, Aww. just listening, like, like, just, like, you know, walking around my apartment, like, you know, sweeping and dusting and yeah. kicking it. And, like, I, I always make a point to tell you guys that I listen to your full podcast. Yeah. And, then, and then I fall asleep listening to them after I've listened to just them. Like highest the compliment, compliment I've gotten, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I just think that it's really cool that you guys have such a good focus of guests and i'm honored and frankly a bit shocked to be one of oh, them at this point so early take in that the game shock right out of your mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I like honestly like listening to you two and the guests that you've had have made such a better player of me oh that's so great uh, yeah it's i mean it's just true like there you guys have just done some interviews that the the next time i step up to a machine right after listening to a pin cast I just crush it because yeah. I just have a, uh, an entirely different point of view. It's awesome. it's different from just like standing there in front of a machine with a good friend like Brian or any of the other Slayers right. or third place Andy, my beautiful husband. Like there, there's just that certain element of we get your you, back. You guys yeah. really like you guys do a really good job of translating 
the skills of the people that you interview into a way that people oh, can really be inspired. So yeah, well, uh, that's so yeah. sweet. Yeah, we really, really genuinely appreciate hearing. I that feel also. like we won. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, you know, it, yeah, and that's... you've you've been one of one of one of the handful of people that have really made me feel like I, I already felt good about what we were doing, but you know, like you really helped validate it in a really secure way that it's hard right. to express. So thank you so much for expressing it right now. What you're doing is resonating in ways that you don't understand. So I, I really, yeah. Oh. Cheers. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Cheers. That's so sweet. Cheers. All right. So Allison, you've got a kiss story too. You've seen kiss in person as well. I have. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Tell us about that. So I'm from, uh, I'm from right outside Boston originally. And when the Boston Garden was being demolished to become the Fleet Center, a few of my a few of my high school friends went out and uh, tried to scalp tickets to the last ever Boston Celtics game because they wanted to steal shit. They wanted to they wanted to steal shit and sell it because <laughs> that was the kind of friends I rolled with. They just right. wanted to steal like chairs and scavengers, <laughs> napkin holders. I don't know. Like I, I don't even know what they were getting at, but they right. high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were just being awesome fucking high schoolers. <laughs> and they um and they were trying to get scalp tickets and um there was one guy who was a Boston Boston Garden security guard who was just like if both of you give me 20 bucks, I'll teach you how to get in. Whoa. And this is going to work for the Fleet Center. The Fleet Center was the big bank sponsored arena that was going to replace the Boston Garden and so, so they it, 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 be- it involved going to the exit doors of the venue simultaneously jimmying the top and bottom of the exit doors with a credit card <laughs> and having a third person to pry the door open because wow. there's no handle yeah because yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it was an exit only door so there was no handle gotcha and so for the small price of $40 between these two friends of mine, yeah, yeah. they learned how to Just get Jimmy into the, the log. Yeah, yeah. For every show. Yeah, and, and then when the Fleet Center opened about like six months later, we just had it in the bag. That's so like awesome. th- there'd be groups of like a dozen of us that would just like sneak in, that would just like show up, like all of us run watch. Two people simultaneously, like, uh, Jimmy the top and the bottom of yeah, the door yeah. simultaneously with, like, hard laminates That's of awesome. any kind. <laughs> and someone to pull the door open. And, and an alarm would go off. Like, <laughs> and then you just scatter. But we, would, but we would just, like, okay. run in and yeah. just, like, run up, <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah. And then just, like, yeah. and we'd all, like, just, we, we, we'd establish a meeting place. So we got oh, to see yeah. all these free concerts. Just, like, oh, my God, I can't. Like Smashing Pumpkins and Red Hot Chili Peppers, oh, and uh, I always bought Aerosmith tickets because I was a big Aerosmith fan growing up. But <laughs> I'd always run into them. Yeah, but I'd have to say that the most incredible show that I saw in that time was Kiss. Well, well, well. Like, and <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. I, I, I've never cared for Kiss's tunes that much. I mean, I mean, sure, yeah. they're fine. It's, like you're not gonna turn it off, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, was the mid '90s. Like, sure, you know, yeah, it's not your focus, like, right? Like the whole, da- like the whole, like Dazed and Confused was a really huge yeah, yeah. movie to us. So of course, Kiss came into it, but I gotta say, even 
in the moment that I was seeing Kiss, I was just like, I don't really give much of a care about Kiss, but this as soon as they came on stage, awesome. I was just like, yeah. holy moly, this is friggin' crazy. <laughs> like, it, like, it was, like, it was all of that same stuff that uh, that Brian was referring to, yeah, just yeah. like the flying around, the, the pyrotechnics, yeah. the... Yeah, there's a reason why, like they... actual fireworks going yeah. on, yeah, yeah. fireworks, like yeah. inside so a closed fire. arena, and I'm just like, this is terrifying and wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely one of those first bands that established like the genre arena rock, yeah, because totally. they're rocking an entire arena in so many ways. Whereas the Eagles were just putting people to sleep. Well, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel California. Uh, um, don't, don't even I, distract me with the topic. Yeah, right, of how I feel about the Eagles, yeah so. that you know. It, well, I have I have two things I want to say about Allison's anecdote about breaking into arena rock shows, which is awesome. Um, one that like the the security guard, the value of like getting free shows was twenty dollars to him. That the, I think that's hilarious. Like <laughs> he's like, this place is closing down. Twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Come on, kid, get in. Yeah, and then second. The fact that he knew that means that it was kind of like a Birdman thing where he locked himself out, probably. Where he's like, oh, fuck. How do I get back in? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do you realize that? Unless so, you've like been so, in that situation. Where, Birdman like, of Alcatraz? Is no, Birdman, the, the new Michael Keaton movie that just came out. Oh, Sorry, man, maybe it's a spoiler. No, no, that's all right. I, I'm just exposing my ignorance as to having not seen a movie that I Oh, my goodness. Yep, Birdman? So, You're wow. one of the few people that they would like Birdman. Yeah, I think you'd like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, moving on. That's another, that's another episode. Birdman pinball. Next. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see Whiplash pinball if we're going to talk about Whoa. Best picture things. <laughs> Whiplash pinball. Would be well, we have amazing. not seen Whiplash. Has... Seen Whiplash? You guys should see Whiplash. All right, I don't want to go off on a tangent <laughs> well, about movies that came out. A I'm year just wondering or two ago, how many. Whiplash is incredible. How many awards was Whiplash award? You know, nominated uh, for? I, I don't know. It, it <laughs> doesn't matter. It's worth seeing if you like music at all. If you ever tried to play Fuck music. music, let's talk about Kiss. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, back to Kiss. You know what? All right. Kiss is an experience right. and not it's really, not really music. music. Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. All right, so, it's in the Satan service. So let's talk about the pinball machine Kiss, which we all played tonight after uh, after Rod. Right. Uh, the the second work. incarnation of Ooh. Kiss. Pinball, yes, that's right. Because because there was the one in the 70s by Bally. Yeah, the late 70s Bally machine, which is a gem in my opinion. Uh, I love late 70s Bally's. Uh, they're kind of my... Yeah, me and Graham were talking about that just tonight. Like... It's a good point of, of career in, in Bali, like Centaur. Kind of a golden Centaur. age, in my opinion. Yeah, Centaur, Fathom, Xenon, <sighs> ba- uh, um, Xenon, yeah. um, Embryon, early solid states. Uh, Harlem Globetrotters. I don't know. I'm a big fan. Anyway, yeah. the point is, so so Stern recently came out with a, a new uh, Kiss pinball machine, uh, and it lifts a lot of elements from the original Bali True. Kiss. And they did a great job with it, actually. I you know, so like too, yeah. I, Kayla and I have have had some harsh words for Stern in the past, right. but credit where credits due. Like they they seem to be doing our a really good. Our hats are in our mouths. Yeah, our yeah. hats are in our mouths. I'm not familiar with that uh, phrase, but I like it. You have to eat uh, your hat if you're wrong, right? I guess yeah. that's true. Okay, yeah. I like that. That's that's the thing that happens after you eat. Right. Your hat. Yeah. Our hats I've are skipped in our a step. Yeah. No, I like that a lot, actually. Um, so uh, no, actually, I was thinking about this when uh, I was watching you playing ACDC earlier oh, right. tonight, uh-huh. and uh, and I like the machine. Uh, well, I, I was watching you play it, and then the three of us, you and I and Brian, were playing mm-hmm. it, and uh, and uh, they did a great job with it. But at the same time, like 
I feel like they did a better job with Metallica and Kiss. Both. I agree. And so if there's one thing that CERN's really doing right right now, in my opinion, is... is rock and uh, roll pins. Absolutely, rock and yeah. roll pins. Like Rolling Stones was kind of lame. I'm not going to go into why it's lame. It's Mick on a stick. That's it's all we got to say. It really is yeah. Mick on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh, you guys played Big Buck Hunter pinball? It's basically. Well, yeah, Mick, it's Mick, Mick equals Buck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But worse, right? Yeah. And uh, but then, I like, think, I think they could feel pretty good about equal buck. <laughs> 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 he's not quite the young buck hunter, uh, but you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's a buck yeah, sure. in his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he's if he's still moving around, I'll say oh goodness, yeah. Mick Jagger, if you're listening, bless your heart. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's not listening. Uh, <laughs> So, so you know, but they've they've done a great job. Like Metallica was inspired in a lot of ways, and Kiss was very faithfully done, and it's a fun game to play, and that's why, uh, that's why Brian's here uh, to talk about Kiss. He's a fucking pro at it. Yeah, he loves Kiss. I'm Brian, tell us I how like to it. play Kiss well. All right, and well, everybody else chime in when they've got words. Sure. <laughs> so I do really enjoy playing Kiss. Um, it's one of my m- more go-to games of the newer Sterns. Um, right now it's the newest Stern. It is the it? newest yeah. Stern, yeah, yeah. And I and when I first played it at the at the game room show, I actually didn't like it that much. I'm like, oh, it's just another fucking Stern. They all feel and play exactly the same. Yeah. But um, I actually like the layout of it a lot more, and I like I feel like I have more ball control in this machine versus any of the other recent machines they put out, especially mm-hmm. Tron. Um. I feel like it's kind of opposite Walking Dead layout. Like, you have yeah. the pop bumpers over here, it feeds into the... Like, it's pretty similar. Walking Dead's chaos. Totally, yeah. But this, <laughs> like, they put the pop bumpers on the left instead of the right, and it mm. kind of, like, feeds into that well. But... I feel like the layout kind of resembles the original Bally a bit. It's got the drop targets yeah. on the left and the uh, yeah the upright targets on the right. Um, to, and the throwback and of course, bumpers. Yeah, the throwback bumpers, but they're all combined together, and they threw in some ramps. But um, the game itself... Um, it's got a bunch of different songs you, you start with. Um, uh, you select the songs with the right flipper and, mm-hmm. the, and city the city with the left yeah. flipper. Yep. Which and, city doesn't matter. Right? Well, Not Gene really. announces the city. So well, Okay, yeah. it does matter. So if it you matters. care about what he says, it matters. Yeah, like if you live in Seattle. Like I remember when it first came out, it's like, it's hot as fuck in the city. Wait, no, it's hotter than hell in Seattle. That's where I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, this is hotter than hell, and and uh, Deuce, and and a bunch of other songs. Black Detroit Rock Diamond. City, Detroit Lick Rock It City. Up, yeah. Yep. Uh, but wh- where would you recommend we start? So you know, go with the the the, the mode that you like the best. The ones I think are, are better scoring modes. Uh, this is more of like for tournament play, as opposed to if you're just going to play it by yourself and trying to beat the whole machine. It doesn't matter where you start at that point. But in tournament play, where you want to get the most points as quickly as possible. Um, I usually start with Deuce, or I mean, I, I personally start with Deuce, um, mostly because the shots that it has lit are the shots that I want to take to start multi ball, um, which is the ace shot, the star shot, um, right between Ace's legs, and um, it you hit that twice. I mean, I, to start when you plunge, it's best to not do a full plunge. You want to do about a three-quarter plunge, and then it, it goes. It kind of goes to the top and slows down a bit. And then when it goes all the way around, it actually registers that rollover as if you had hit the shot. The one on the right, right? The one on the yeah, left. Yeah. The one on the left. Oh, okay. So you go. You don't have to come back down on the right. It, it will do the right, but if you start deuce and you go slow, and then it goes all the way to the left, it will actually register the left gotcha. as if you got the deuce. 
For sure. Because I was seeing that on the right side as well. So if it I does, gave it like yeah. a softer plunge and mm-hmm. like had it like horseshoe around kind yeah. of, it gives you credit for that. It, it Like you get credit for the shot as if it comes from the back to the front yeah. or and the then, front to the back. And then it doesn't hit the pop cool. It doesn't hit the pop bumpers that right, way. Right. Because it holds up there and like your ball save is kind of gone sometimes after the pop bumpers. Yep. Although after the new code, they, I think the balls, I mean, at least wherever I've played it on the ball save, it, it lasts a lot longer. I don't know if that's just operators adding a longer ball save sure. or if this is the new code defaults to a longer ball save because we have it on route in three spots right now we have shorties eight bit and add a ball yep yep and um so yeah i usually start with deuce and and the, the main thing i do is i i try and get um love gun multi-ball as soon as possible which is the cul-de-sac shot it's just the cul-de-sac <laughs> shot. Yeah, it's 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 in the ace zone. It's in the star the star zone in between his legs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oftentimes the ball is on the left on, on your left flipper, and you can't really make that shot. So what I usually do when it's whenever it's on the left flipper is I go for the middle shot, mm-hmm. the middle ramp, because it's really easy to hit from either either flipper, and it's really consistent. And it's got a safe return too if you miss it. Yeah, it's got a safe return if you miss it. And so I hit that, and then I, I hold up the left flipper. So when it comes down, it bounces over to the right. Okay. It's just a nice, really easy pass. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I take a shot at ace. And yeah, because that pass takes a little, little speed out of the ball too. It does. It slows yeah. it down and lets you take a nice aimed shot. And you only really have to hit it twice. I give it a little bit of shake while it's up there to try and make mm-hmm. sure it, because it, it, the more it hits up there, the more it builds up the love gun. But it really, right. it only has to go up there twice, and then love gun is lit. So there, like to, for the listeners that haven't played, because there's uh, four stand up targets in that little cul de sac. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying SDAR, and like the more times that you hit those tar- stand up targets, like the meter grows on the love gun multi ball. Yeah. And there's also a little saucer up there too. If you get into the saucer, gotcha. it builds it up even more. Cool. And um, so, yeah, after you've done that t- about twice, let's say love gun uh, multi-ball ready or love gun lit, and you'll see uh, on the right ramp, you'll see an, an additional light that is now lit. Mm-hmm. And, and when you hit that ramp, um, it will start love gun multi-ball. If you're in the LE edition, um, when you hit that ramp, it'll pull the ball against the back glass in a magnetic fashion, then bring it over and drop it down. And do this, like, super kiss thing where they, like, float the ball like it's on yeah. wires. Magic. Yeah. We yeah. just, all we're missing is pyrotechnics. Yeah. <laughs> we really need some, they really should put fire in there. Oh, yeah. that'd be something. I know, right? <laughs> really like, oh, I'm sure when 4th of July comes, I like to think like, that when we're, <laughs> all, when we're all long and dead, that there's going to be awesome, like, pyrotechnic features. Oh, I hope so, for sure. I mean, I remember 4th uh, of July, I think, two summers, two, two two independence days ago i was at Adaball and i was just playing attack from mars and like they had the bar closed down i was like can i stay they're like okay it's america's birthday sure and i had like a 13 billion game on afm and then like i think whatever game was in the like wherever bonsai run is now like they just put a bunch of like firecrackers underneath it and i was like oh god (laughs) (laughs) yeah like we're just like brad kept letting firecrackers oh Oh, my god it scared the crap out of me it was like a (laughs) music going off so i mean like if it if that's gonna happen anywhere in seattle it's gonna be edible yeah (laughs) i like that that can be any given night at edible right right yeah yeah. it happened to be the fourth of july (laughs) yeah it that could just a... be a Wednesday in right. March. Yeah. Oh, I've got some sparklers in my trunk. Let's make yeah. a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back to Kiss a little bit. Um, one of the things that's really important to know is that combos change the entire game. Um, any shot you make, if you make it off another shot, doubles the points. It doesn't matter what the Damn. shot is. It doesn't matter what the shot is. So once you start the Love Gun Multi Ball, um, you wanna—I mean, everything's lit up. 
um, and you want to get two of everything. And I often, what, what I try to do is lock the balls and then shoot the middle ramp before. Are you trying every... for demon locks or? No, no I mean, sorry. Um, um, when I hold the flippers up and I hold, gotcha. I hold the balls. I try trap, to, I try to trap. get, yeah, trap, trap the balls. I try to trap two on the right, and then I try to use the left flipper and shoot the middle shot, okay. um, and then shoot shots off of that because it doubles the jackpot. Every jackpot you get will then be doubled if That's you shoot so the middle nice. shot first, and that, uh-huh. and then if, once you get all the shots twice, um, you shoot. Uh, ace again, the the star mode area again, and that's worth ten million. But if you shoot the middle shot first, that's worth twenty million. So that's mm-hmm. you know a pretty good shot. Seriously. Uh, um, every mode in the game is you. I mean, I mean, all the modes are are fairly lucrative. They range from about nine million to fifteen million, depending Unless on the mode. Unless you're in black diamond, right? Black diamond, can, <laughs> black diamond can be good. Uh, it does give you a lot of points, but black diamond is more. Uh, it's kind of end heavy. Where like uh, the first few shots don't give you that many points, and it starts building over time. Okay. Where most of the other modes, um, you you'll get a million or two on each thing you get. But Black Diamond's more towards the end, so it, I, I try to avoid Black Diamond. It, it sort of rewards the like long term player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're trying to play through all the modes. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, the combos thing's really important because it, it it matters to everything. Even if you get all the way to the wizard mode, the the ultimate super high jackpot you can get in the game which is like 260 million dollars oh million goodness. points if you shoot that million shot for the center shot or any shot first and then shoot it it's worth 500 million it's just it's, ridiculous it's cra- it's like, crazy that, 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 that it's so important but it really make changes the game because your points everything you do is doubled right so it's like you know you really want to i mean it's it's very Easy to play slow, or not not easy to play slow because it's a stern and they play so fast. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's off. It's more comfortable to play slow and try and keep stopping the ball and making aimed shots over and over again. Because that will reward you. It is very rewarding, yeah. but it's it's better for the game if you can flow it a little bit. Yeah. If you can get flow in the game, so you can hit a shot and then hit the, a shot you want, and then you hit a shot and then hit the shot you want, and once you start building that flow, then you'll see your scores really start skyrocketing in the game. Hmm. And I forget who was the main designer on this game. Was that Richie or Trudeau? Or we can look that up real fast. But uh, sure. thank you for that rundown. Yeah, Brian. seriously, that was good. Really helpful. Uh, let's see. Kiss, kiss, kiss. And uh, while he's looking that up, I must say that I watched Brian totally slay that game last <laughs> Monday. Oh, nicely done. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, not in the tournament. It was. Oh. It, it didn't happen to be in the competition. All right. That we were going against the Death Savers, yeah. but uh, and and big ups to the Death Savers. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to see their team. Oh, nice! Was it home, home team home, or uh, Death Savers home home game? Yeah, yeah. Death Savers are a Adaball team. Yeah, yeah. they're the okay. and they're unde- undefeated too. They're doing a really great this wow. season. Wow. Okay. They beat. They even beat uh, the Soda Jerks. Whoa! Yeah, I'm. Yeah, the reigning champs. Yeah, yeah. I'm really really happy for. Seeing the way that that team that and any of Dave Stewart's teams have evolved, yeah, yeah. like he's done a whole it, lot for Seattle Pinwall, like taking people. He, he really yeah. has, and it and it is really. I mean, don't get me wrong. Going into any match we go into, Slayer's got to slay. But, right, right, yeah. <laughs> but appreciation of other teams really coming up. They're a powerhouse in a very for organic sure. way. Is not lost on us. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so happy yeah. for them. Like Jason. So don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that I'm happy that they that, that, that yeah. they 
they beat us, but you know, right. we, we played hard, they played hard. Yeah. I, I feel like we did the best we could have done yeah. against well, them on their home court. They're incredible. Seriously. Yeah. 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 We had a lot good of good players out, unfortunately. Yeah. You need to take them back to Shorty sometime and see what's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I guess that's just for season five then. Yeah, totally. Well, right. you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to shoehorn in something that I wanted to mention sure. at the beginning. Uh, it sounds like uh, Dave Seward's kind of the uh, Coach Taylor of, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it, of, uh, <laughs> of the Death Savers. What does that and, mean? Uh, it means Coach Taylor is the football coach for the uh, in the show Friday Night Lights, <laughs> oh, God, uh, which I am re-watching oh, because it's actually fantastic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the reason why I wanted to bring up Friday Night Lights was it's a great excuse to uh, plug why people should write into us. Yeah. Because... The Riggins brothers, Tim and Billy Riggins, have a pinball machine in their house. And every time I see it, just it quickly, in a shot, I think, what what machine is that? I know that machine. I know that side. And so I, someone I, needs to tell Graham what it was. Yes. So write in, skillshoppincast at gmail.com and tell me. Screen your... your yeah, I'm pretty sure. Lights. I, I think, I'm not sure, but I think it's stars. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's, it's stars. It's a star, kid. But, uh, you know, you should be writing into skillshoppincast at gmail.com anyway. But, uh, you know, if anybody knows exactly what machine... Write in with all your fantasies. Yes. I can't believe it happened <laughs> Brian's to Brian's got that voice for radio. It's really yeah. incredible. <laughs> Use it for us. Um, all right. So uh, I think we're ready to move on to... Yeah. I mean, to... I guess the, the other basics and KISS is like there's a DM multiball. I, I, th- I think one thing that I would oh, yeah. mention that I really like about KISS is that... Whereas, like, the um, right stand-up target on the... So, like, Gene Simmons' mouth is open. It's like, put balls in my mouth. And kind of like Rudy in Funhouse. But, um, so there's a stand-up target on either side of his tongue, which is, you know, massive, as Gene Simmons' tongue is. And the left side is really easy to hit, but the right side is not. But Mm. if you hit it in there five times and spell demon, it lights your lock. And then you do that, you know, you can either do light demon so 15 times start multi-ball where you can hit the lock shots and like lock it in there for demon multi-ball be careful though because gene is known to spit it down the middle yeah yeah your mileage may vary it really changes from machine to machine it really does you know uh, and i apologize if we covered this and i'm just uh you know blanking out sure uh uh, the one thing that i might add about uh about kiss pinball and how to play it is uh I would recommend trying to hit the uh, what is what is the backstage pass shot? Oh right, yeah, uh, with in, the in left multiball. flipper if you can. Yeah, backhand ba- during multi ball. Backhand backstage. If you hit backstage, it, so during during any multi ball doesn't matter wizard mode anything. Um, if you hit kiss and army, the left tra- targets and the right targets. Spelling kiss on the left will light the left. Um, Kickback, which is super useful. Yeah. Um, but spelling kiss army at any time in the game will will light the backstage pass. And during multi-ball, um, if you hit that, it will always give you an, an add-a-ball. Well, here's so another tip useful. I have for you, too. If you yeah, roll backhand on backhand it, it's really simple. If you roll down the left side in lanes, there's going to be a strobing light on army. And if you hit that one light that's lit, I don't know if it's strobing. I might be wrong about that. But if you hit the one lit light there, it lights backstage pass, and it lights oh. up that whole bank. Also, Didn't if you roll that. down the, the right side in lane target... There's going to be a light lit on Kiss, and if you hit that one shot, it lights backstage pass. It mm. does the whole bank huh. right away. So, awesome. All so right. Like, Useful. It's a really quick decision to make, but like, look at what's lit, and it'll take care of that whole bank. 
All right. And where can we play Kiss here in Seattle again? It's oh, at Adaball, it's at Shorty's, and it's at 8-Bit. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Are those the three? Okay. And while Shorty's is awesome, it's cheaper at Adaball and, and 8-Bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would like... And Shorty's just brought Kiss back in after losing it for a little bit. Yeah. Centaur is gone. Centaur is gone. So I actually kind of have a little beef with Kiss. Yeah, it's yeah. not I mean, cool. Yeah. We, we fought it's so hard. It's not a beef hard. with Kiss. It's more of a beef with. We fought <laughs> so hard to keep Shorty's alive, and we'll talk about that later. But you think... Shortly. I want to move into that very at, shortly. You'd you yeah. think that after we fought so hard, they would not rob us yeah. of one of our pride and joy machines back. yeah <laughs> with the making it to the point where we have to we go to earned it. that damn it i'm 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 gonna go after it well i love centaur we'll, we'll get we'll that'll be discussed yeah. now we'll, the closest we'll, centaur is in I'm eugene fu- oregon we'll publish an op-ed we'll, i am dropping we'll all of my belltown activism just to for centaur activism. that was a for shot under out. the yeah, belt refocusing save those our centaur yeah it'll be a change.org petition coming soon yeah all right, so I, I I would like to talk about what we're what we're dancing around. Though. Right, right, um, yeah. You know, elephant in the room. We we've talked about we've touched upon this uh, over the last couple episodes, but uh, and and we talked about how awesome and uh, and iconic Shorties is and how 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 crucial to our own personal narratives Shorties Absolutely. is for all of us here. Um, but uh, over the last couple months. Uh, there's, I think it started with a Puget Sound Business Journal article, uh, uh, talking about how a developer wanted to buy the parcel of land that Shorty's was on and that the businesses next to Shorty's were on to build another apartment building, which, uh, you know, I, I just want to get my own, some of my, you know, sweep it under the rug, like personal views out of the way. Like I'm, I consider myself an urbanist. I consider myself like somebody who's staunchly for the densification of Seattle. And like, if we want people to live and work here, then we should put them in the city as much as we can. And this is a time of explosive growth and yada, yada, yada. At the same time, that being said, you know, that that's not an excuse to unilaterally change a city. Right. Like there are, there are going to be places that are sacred to us that we need to preserve. What's that? And thriving. And know? thriving, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like this is not a decrepit like place. This is like the epicenter of our culture and our community. Of Belltown. Yeah. So so it was it was very distressing for a lot of us to learn in late uh, summer and like in August uh, that that a developer was moving to to purchase this parcel, you know, multiple parcels on that uh, second avenue uh, block there to uh, basically, what would uproot a lot of like multiple beloved businesses, like even mm-hmm. Tula's Jazz Club. Like, I don't know if you guys have been there for shows, but I have, and it's I nice. it's, it's wonderful. Like the whole that whole stretch is Belltown in a nutshell like it to me. Kinda, it's one of my homes, you know. Mm-hmm. It kind of um, started when Mamas got sold too. Like, yeah, like the owner of Mamas is like, "All right, I'm kind of done with this. Here you go. I'm like, we'll sell this land," and then like it just kind of snowballed into this thing where like a little bit. I, 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 I was like, really supportive of Mike, the owner yeah. of Mamas. Yeah, it was about like his I, time, I I right? was an M so supportive. Like he had the wherewithal to mm-hmm. buy the building that he runs his business in sure. and. I think it just kind of, but, put it on but the I map. did like I felt happy for him just being like, oh wow, you ran a sweet Tex-Mex sure. Tex-Mex restaurant in what was a pretty dicey neighborhood to yeah, do that in the time that you did it. Yeah, yeah he raises <laughs> but, children in yeah. it. He 
and he like he was a wonderful he was and is a wonderful mm-hmm. business owner but I do remember the one sinking feeling just being like oh well this right this opens up the block yeah right. Pandora's Here box go, is open down the hatches for like, real yeah I was kind of like I, I was in a moment of disbelief like oh well this should be okay like maybe that will just happen and we'll move on but no it just started building yeah like, uh, yep. things might not be okay I felt I, I felt really ready when the Puget Sound Business Review came out like it was just one of the I mean I'd kind of been expecting it for a couple of years the clip yeah. in Seattle's been going like why not the yeah. block between second out a- on second right. avenue yeah, between the- bell and blanchard and, and why was- not shorties like it, clearly that nothing is sacred in this city as far as yeah. the outside developers are Absolutely concerned not. so yeah and, and it wasn't it wasn't the first time like w- that we had heard about this sort of thing for that specific block like i think yeah we had been bracing ourselves to a certain mm-hmm. extent uh but yeah that's that's kind of you, you mentioned outside developers and that's that's kind of half the issue here you know like um this is not a homegrown right. thing. Like this, this is an Atlanta development group that wanted to come in. It's and like Shell Oil Group coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they wanted out. to make a mint yeah. on on. They wanted to buy in on the Seattle experience, and you know, well, a lot of us already have. And yeah. Don't take that out from under us. So anyway, so 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 there was there was this issue. There was the fact that as Puget Sound Business Journal had uh, related. Uh, that's I don't remember the name the Wood Partners or something I don't know Wayne the Wayne, Wayne. well no the Wayne Apartments but there was like oh, the, the Wood the, the uh, developer yes oh yeah I don't remember his it, name I, either I feel right like now. it's Wood some it's oh, Wood. honestly I don't even know if their name well, I, I it's guess, not relevant I guess, I guess, I guess it is a point right? that I I just hate it's, it so much yeah. that I haven't even bothered to it's kind of like Voldemort like there, yeah, why yeah, not speak their name the developer who should not be named yeah yeah well, I think I just like to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay. The Atlanta developer who should not have been named. <laughs> Point taken. Maybe if we don't say <laughs> it. Right, right. It doesn't exist. Don't, don't, don't give them the power. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like uh, w- w- this started to happen, and and people spoke up, and you know, people started to take notice. And Allison, you were you were one of the first voices that i recognized and most fundamental like, absolutely one of the most fundamental voices at least for the, the pin, strongest voices. at least for the pinball community absolutely you know, like, um, not even just for pinball like allison took ownership of that whole block yeah this is where we like, turn the tables and we start mama belltown i would call her yeah, <laughs> yeah well you know well, first off, I'll say that it's really nice to be speaking to like I, I've spoken to a lot of press about all of this, and, and it's so refreshing to just be like, "Freaking shorties, man!" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it. it, it but Keep but it to me, to, to to be honest, it is about a lot more than shorties. Like shorties is definitely the local institution that put the fire in my belly. Mm-hmm. That. You know that that really kind of pitched me into this to, to my first foray into activism, really, like true activism, not yeah. just keyboard activism, not barstool activism, I but was... actually like getting in there. And that's a and I'm, important I'm distinction. I'm shocked by that too, but like like your candor and like your demeanor of everything, I'm like completely shocked that this is your first time. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you've held it so well. You, 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 know? did, you did come in. With I guess a certain... it shows my values a little that, bit. Yeah, that, that hat fits <laughs> well in your head. I'll say. I, uh, yeah. But, you know, to, to Kayla's point, though, like uh, your your um, your eloquence and your confidence and 
determination on the issue, I think, is what yeah. makes it surprising that this Absolutely is the first time lucky. that this is beyond yeah. keyboard activism because you really did own the issue in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And, well, uh, I've just seen it happen so much all over this city to yeah. neighborhoods that I, to other neighborhoods, to other places so that we were to, so, to, to quote yeah. power blocks unquote like you know mm-hmm. places where you feel like there's no way you can get kicked out of because they're so important to this city it's right we've lost so many of those mm-hmm. and nothing counts more to me than the block at second and bell and yeah shorty's being definitely the linchpin of that block but yeah. i mean everything like that's just yeah. a block where you can Lava Lounge. Yeah, yeah, Lava Lounge. Yeah, yeah, Lava Lounge, Rabbit Hole, Tula's, Crocodile, Clever Bottle. Like, I've seen plays at, I've seen plays at the, even upstairs, you never plays at the, I always worry about theater upstairs. I worry about singles going steady. Yes, I love singles. I've been waiting for that foot to drop for a while. I know. Like, I love Byron. I love singles. Like, the best punk rock store in all of Seattle. Absolutely. And I feel like the thing, like, of course, I think that most of the people who are listening to this right now are most invested in shorties, and as mm-hmm. am I, frankly. But it's it's a true micro-neighborhood yeah. in the downtown area mm-hmm. where you can go from getting a great glass of wine to an excellent cocktail to a boozy smoothie right. and a game <laughs> of pinball to... If you have the green card, you know, <laughs> buying a little bit of grass and, uh-huh. and oh, Bedlam you know, coffee pick, across the street too. Oh, like, yeah, and coffee, yeah, and yeah, and Bedlam that like I feel everything like, across the street, like the upstairs yeah. where Andy works. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's just so much there's so much going on in that block, just this one yeah. block, and there's so few places where you can say that there are so many small business owners who've really been pouring their heart and soul mm-hmm. into the work that they're doing that all get along with each other right. and all support yeah. each other and all rely on each other that, you know, if that block gets, if, That's... if that side of the block gets redeveloped, it's really going to take out that whole aspect of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It does rip mm-hmm. the heart out. If that change. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not just a, a Friday and Saturday night. No, you know, no. party scene. It's Far an every day it. of the week. Seriously. Those, those establishments are bumping and, and you like, show up on is... a Tuesday afternoon and that's the community there. Yeah. It right. And I have never there. felt unwelcome. No, not once. It's where I met everybody i know in seattle yeah. it's, it's my when i first moved to when i first visited seattle for an interview the first place i ate was mama's nice yeah, it was yeah. Mom, i went to mama's and it was delicious and like and yeah, yeah and then my, my, when i first moved here like i said earlier like shorties is where i met everyone yeah. like that, that if you were living at the rivalry yeah yeah <laughs> it, it, and i wasn't living at the rip I, but i was I oh was you just stayed in by Belltown. it okay yeah. and like and it's just it, it is a real <clears throat> culture i mean you, you get rid of that what, what do you have there's nothing there there's, nothing oh, there. Yeah. there's just clubs it's, on it's, the first avenue which are just right you know, it's and a, it's got plenty no culture of, and clubs it's got plenty of the highs and lows of like yes there's plenty of like uh homeless people or disenfranchised people that like frequent that block party but like for the most part like those people are part of the cultural landscape of it and they yeah like, they're, yeah. like Pop, pops and paradon and right, gloria like people who are like even like though like terrible people that was like i need a fat bitch like you're like hey yeah he yeah is. but we, but you know but, we just like, yell at that guy right yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and also like, like it's just they're a not neighborhood talk- thing like and 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 removing the beloved independent businesses that help foster an inclusive community yeah doesn't change 
that aspect of the landscape anyway. If that's yeah. what, do you feel uncomfortable by being approached by those people? I'm sorry. Then would you like to remove the social services that are a block down? Right. Because that's the way you're going to mm-hmm. take that mm-hmm. alleged riffraff out if, if that's what's bothering you. But that's, how is that even an issue? How is like if I mean if they want to if they want to target the any okay I'm, I feel like we're starting to lose sight of the forest for the trees here but uh you know like point it, is it is pretty easy to get yeah. emotional about all of this yeah was, we, we, we we've all been here for a long lot. time yeah. and it's it's yeah it's so true. we 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 can step back from that a little bit and just recognize that this is I mean uh, Shorty is definitely being the linchpin of what we're trying to say I mean that's you know, this, you know, mm-hmm. clearly we're all here for that reason. Like I support and love every business and, you know, um, Graham, would you like to talk a little bit about what happened last week? Yeah, I would actually. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to draw down. I'd like to, to focus on some of the nitty gritty, like what? Yeah. The, the, the beat by beat details of what happened. So there, there was an opportunity to, Rally around the Wayne Apartments uh, as a as a point of trying to preserve this this particular block, this stretch of businesses in this community that we hold so dear. Because the Wayne Apartments, if you're familiar with Shorties, you might be familiar with the Wayne Apartments, but then again, you might not. And not under that name, anyway. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It might be Belltown Funky Studios, right, you, yeah. or it might be those weird buildings that are just <laughs> above those biz- those bars that you like. That all our friends come out of. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, like, so so here's what it breaks down to: um, Shorty's is actually next to, it's adjacent to, but not actually a part of this stretch of businesses. Uh, it's uh, it's Rocco's. It's the Lava Lounge and it's PDA Lounge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that are actually part of the storefronts of this hybrid building, this hybrid row house plus commercial storefront building that exists there in Belltown between mm-hmm. Mamas and Shorties. And uh, so here's the thing. The Wayne Apartments, the row houses above uh, these businesses, were built in the 19th century, somewhere between 1888 and 1893. It's not entirely known exactly when they were built, but we know for certain they were built sometime between those five years. And um, they were probably built by a guy named Lewis Rowe, which I like just because Rowe, Rowe right, houses. Right, right, you know, wow. It's, you know, preserve wordplay at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we're looking at a 125-year-old building, plus yeah. building, straight up. Uh, which might not seem too significant Plus, to some people that are listening, but for a city like Seattle, like we're talking about some of the founding. Plus, like lower income movies. housing, like some of the first lower like, absolutely because like that's what like really struck home to me too is like that neighborhood is this blue collar straight up absolutely like and it's Seattle's getting roots. gentrified so harshly and like can we please just hold on to the the people that like want to live in the city that can't fucking afford sure to like be in the tech industry. So, so like, so we've got the the Wayne Apartments there, as of the early eighteen nineties, and and they were up, they were they were up for landmark, not designation but nomination first. Yeah, that the the nomination meeting was in early September, and that was we had just over twenty four hours, like twenty four wow. literal hours. Between the Puget Sound Business Journal 
um, yeah, it's publishing article, the article yeah. publishing the article to uh, Pete the uh, Pete the manager of Shorty's finding out about this meeting Pete who, yeah yeah he was he actually was the one who he rushed started in pushing with, that yeah 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 because it's actually mandatory that if you want to sell your over 100 year old building that you run it by the preservation board wow because they yeah. just want to yeah like that yeah, like, do their due that, diligence that, right yeah it's it's necessary that if you're an it's a sentinels if you're an owner <laughs> of such an old building you need to run it by the building but yeah, so the so owner of the building was just kind of trying to Move sweep it through. it through, and as and as he probably yeah, right? and he. I mean, don't get me wrong; I don't hold it against him. He had yeah. millions of dollars at stake. Like, yeah. sure, and it'd be hard for us to, you know, I, if if I were in his shoes, I'm not sure if I could say that I would do otherwise. But then again, I just don't. Yeah, feel but like we're you not. Find so. Exactly. Yeah. Here we are on the other side. I feel of like you're in her shoes, Graham. Yeah. I should buy a yeah, better pair of shoes. Um, so, so, uh, so it was twenty four hours, and That's yeah, about so about, was... about fifty of us showed up at the municipal building at the time. Yeah, which is awesome. downtown there. Yeah, yeah, it was the fortieth floor of the municipal building, and we, um, yeah, we filled that room, and they, I, no one saw it coming. Like, and it, even the people that who showed up like it was just like a really interesting like hodgepodge group hodge yeah it was just like this group of people and there were just like these nine preservation board members like you know in their business casual and then a bunch of kind of like awesome town people just like just yeah it was really great to to watch videos of of you guys like we and and it it was uh it was very emotional it was like because we we were and we all had the opportunity to speak at this one it was um yeah it was was, there was unlimited public comments that were limited to three minutes okay gotcha gotcha and I like I'd prepared something. A few other people prepared things, but most people just shot from the hip, and it was a really beautiful thing. Like it was a really visceral, be- beautiful. Yeah. yeah, visceral is the perfect word. Yeah, like because I did like I felt every bit of it in my gut. Like, like was... I feel like Allison is the kind of person that wears her heart on someone else's sleeve because it's so far <laughs> out of her body that like she... <laughs> <laughs> she's so sweet and like so perfect for for this kind of cause like so <laughs> yeah it's... Am, am i mistaken or have they have they ever gotten that large of a turnout no for a nomination? they haven't that's so awesome yeah. it, or at least nomination. that it, it, at least that current board like fair enough know, yeah. a, a, as came up in last week's meeting like cool. the board is always evolving but yes i don't think that they saw us coming it's a little blindsiding which is like really cool but, to be on that side right but <laughs> in last week's meeting up. they totally yeah. knew what was coming yeah and they were, were ready moved for us to a, a larger much room, larger right? yeah, room yeah, yeah. I, I down believe... at city hall and so awesome. i might be wrong but i think the bertha knight landis room at city hall is the largest room in City Hall outside of the City Council chambers. Oh, that's so cool. I may be wrong about that, but that's in my in my experience and I have a decent amount of experience at City Hall. That's the largest room I've been inside uh, outside of where City Council holds their public meetings yeah. themselves. And uh, for what it's worth, there's a very good shot that in the next few months we'll be in those that city council room. again, right? Yeah, that that yeah, that might that that might yeah. be <laughs> the next time. Yeah, we're talking the, about yeah this. the sequel. 
the sequel that we're thinking, <laughs> the potential sequel that I, I just keep referring see, to. Yeah, yeah. So, because so, I really don't think, like, I, as much as I like to think that last Wednesday, and yeah, so last Wednesday we moved on to the the birth night Landis Hall at City Hall. Mm-hmm. Like, huge room. Yeah. We still filled it up. Um, we were a little bit more limited in our speaking capacity. Yeah. They, we, they, we had, we so had one minute. Uh, 30 maximum th- Yeah, Yeah, 30 minutes of one minute comments, which... And yeah, and, and we were told by our... We, we have some wonderful, wonderful friends in City Hall who've really... Yeah, who've really tried to, to yeah. who've really tried to guide the community, and they were just like, "Try not to clap," and we could, we did, we did our best. I saw yeah. that yeah. video yeah, where someone was like, "Ah, we could <laughs> sit and silence it," you know. Please it's it like down. like with like the crowd sat for three and a half hours. Right. Yeah, before we it was the last thing on yeah. the agenda, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I don't even think it was the last thing. on No, the they had more to talk. And they were probably there until ten. Testament to the Landmark Preservation Board because yeah, holy moly, like. Actually, they were wonderful. I've got their uh, agenda in front of me. And I don't just say that because they gave us the designation. What's but... the agenda? Oh, the the agenda for the Landmark Preservation Board that day. They had their meeting minutes. They had certificates of approval for a few buildings: the Pacific uh, Ford McKay Building, the Theodora, which I remember them discussing for a lengthy period of time, and mm. uh, the Gaslight Inn, which is uh, a building off of Fifteenth Avenue on Capitol Hill that. Uh, Actually, I think a lot of Seattleites would recognize if they saw the photo of it. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was it was a really fascinating Which, process, might I say, despite how long it was. It it's was tedious, re- well, but it's really interesting. It I really mean, that's is. a testament to like just what Seattle's doing as a whole. Is like you're taking down fucking blocks. Sure. You're taking down buildings that people care about, and like that's why that your meetings are going to get longer and longer and longer and longer. Yeah. And as frustrating as it is to see that sort of thing, it was validating to be in that room and watch the process of trying to determine uh, whether something is deserving de- deserving of a preservation. Like it, it, right. it's nice to see. A, a group of invested and informed individuals working to establish those parameters. You know what I mean? Just like taking the tools into your own hands. So th- the meeting started at three thirty. We didn't get to the Wayne Apartments until what six thirty, six forty-five. Uh, probably close to six. Yeah. It yeah. Did. It was. It was pushing three hours before they uh, established before they discussed the Wayne Apartments, which is what the majority of the people in that room were. Uh, therefore, when I a got lot of, a, a lot of people tried to accuse the board of filibustering. Oh, really? Which I would I I think that that was kind of a misinformed. Sure. You know, like using a word that you know. Like, <laughs> I don't think that the, I I think that they're like the the great thing about the board is they're just a bunch of like really super invested history wonks. Basically, yeah. who just really want to really understand every architectural aspect of a building sure. as they can. I just want to inject, not to offend at all, but like, Allison, like, how much of like city council process did you know of at this point? Like, you kind of just dove headfirst into it. Uh, I actually uh, enjoyed a meeting. Uh, about a week prior with council member Sally Bagshaw. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, through, yeah, through. Through emails, kind of like just. No, ac- no, I actually went to City Hall. <laughs> oh, you like, just showed up and you're like, hey, yeah, I have. No, this- I didn't just show up. It okay. was, like it was scheduled, but uh, we, yeah, we, um, our, uh, the, yeah, the, uh, 
the organizing group that we have the we're we're, we're currently flying under it's uh we um we're the friends of historic second avenue okay and there's um a couple of really fantastic city hall insiders uh, to name them uh, Liz Campbell and Evan Clifthorn. Like they're both, they both have really strong, they work, work at city hall and they're really, really supportive of what we're doing. And, um, and Liz in particular was the one who organized a meeting between some other Belltown city organizers and myself mm-hmm. at, um, at City Hall, like a week before the meeting, and I actually Great. was just like, "Wow, I'm hanging out in <laughs> a council member's chambers. Isn't that something?" Like, yeah, I, I, who I, I thought I, you would be here? Right? <laughs> I know. It was, like, I feel like that's where the whole like shorty goes to Washington right. thing, like, really kind of kicked in with me. Yeah, <laughs> like just being like, "Wow, I'm just like, let me just check where I am." I was right? just like, "I'm just like a pinball loving." <laughs> drunk punk from the streets <laughs> yeah. of second avenue and right now i'm up before noon uh, going to second w- avenue hold wearing, on a second wearing my nice <laughs> dress and jacket and yeah, carrying yeah. a laptop in my bag too. we are like, we are multifaceted people yeah you know? absolutely <laughs> and yeah, yeah and, and actually and and to bring it back to the topic of this show we're talking about it was uh the, to, to the focus of this show it was really funny Having Liz be just like, Allison is a professional pinball player. (laughs) And I kind of like backed off and I was just like, I am totally not a professional pinball player. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Liz, I love you. You're the best. I'm not a professional pinball player. You are too. You're better than. Uh, but she was just, but she was just like no pinball culture is a very like important angle. Oh my god! That's and so Zelly Bagshaw looked right at me and she was just like, and she was just like, that's a thing. And I was like, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Like yeah, like every Monday night there's there's the IFE. Yeah, I was like, I was like there's about 150 and people. Wednesday night and Thursday night and yeah. Friday Saturdays, night and Sunday yeah. night. There's a lot yeah, of pinball. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't know well, you met with Sally Bagshaw, who is cheers. The yeah, city, no, yeah, the I city did that. Council member for the shorties, basically. Yeah. You know, she is. Yeah, and Evan Clifthorn, he's a yeah, he he's the uh, he's one of the primary aides to Tom Rasmussen, and oh, that's Evan. Okay, Evan. Yeah, he's the uh, one who went all beast mode during the meeting on the lawyer. Yeah, and he uh, he friended me on Facebook, and he was one of those people where it's like, oh, I see our mutual friends. I think I know why I know you. Okay, (laughs) confirm. No, yeah, I'm very appreciative to learn right now live on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Evan. Yeah, Evan totally printed a bunch of our posters, (laughs) and yeah, yeah, we we've got some really like one of the aspects that the whole. Second Avenue, saving Second Avenue movement is that is that we've got some really awesome, passionate people who know what they're doing inside like of City in Hall. In our corner, yeah. yeah. In our corner, yeah, who are yeah. really helping us be a little bit more than a ragtag team of. I'll represent myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we we've got yeah. some people who really awesome. who That's really great. give a shit about us and. Every... Which is so rare. And I right? love how yeah. how this was empowering for a lot of people too. Like there there is a reason to be involved with yeah. know, municipal bureaucracy. Like politics. it doesn't it's not just some cynical ongoing machine. There are ways you can 
speak up and use your voice and, and try to yourself exactly yeah. so i want to i want to get into a little bit of details as to how they made their decision and then uh and then how people can uh stay informed about this sort of thing so uh so there are six standards for designation for a landmark here in seattle uh, and a lot of these draw upon um national uh standards as well but i'm just going to run down through them very quickly because i'm holding the landmark preservation agenda from last week in my hands <laughs> standards for designation which is by the way smc 25.12.350 uh a it is the location of or is associated in a significant way with an, an historic event with a significant effect upon the community city state or nation or b it is associated in a significant way with the life of a person important in the history uh, of the city, state, or nation, or C, this is where you start paying attention. C, D, and F is where you should really pay attention. Uh, it is associated in a significant way with a significant aspect of the cultural, political, or economic heritage of this community, mm -hmm. city, state, or nation, or D, it embodies the distinctive visible characteristics of an architectural style or period or of a method of construction, or E, it is an outstanding work of a designer or builder, or F, because of its prominence of spatial location, contrasts of sighting, age, or scale, it is an easily identifiable visual feature of its neighborhood or the city and contributes to the distinctive quality or identity of such neighborhood or the city. Now, after four and a half hours of uh, deliberation, uh, the, the, uh, the Landmark Preservation Board voted six to three to approve landmark designation status for the Wayne Apartments under parameters C, D, and F, which three out of six, I think, was more than those of us that were kind of like diving into the weeds were expecting, right, Allison? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I certainly wasn't expecting that. And I also got to give big ups to Graham because Graham really, he got up there and he... Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Graham worked on the Obama. Obama. Obama uh, yeah, Gra yeah, Graham. Yeah. I did. Graham really got. Yeah. Gra I Graham and I. Smart dude. What, 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 what criteria did you speak to, Graham? Uh, what, oh, um, I spoke specifically to the uh, C and F, I suppose, uh, rather than D, uh, because because the, the 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 thing that I focused on was. Um, its relationship to the Denny Regrade, which right. what we what I noticed happening in the room while we were listening to the attorney that the the owner hired, like she, it was Alice and I were, were Allison and I were talking about this earlier tonight. It was very demoralizing to hear this professional, very well educated person who had clearly done their research uh, to systematically break down all the reasons why the Wayne Apartments didn't deserve landmark status um, because she. You know what? Frankly, she had a pretty compelling case because she had done her homework. Um, but one point that uh, that that was made by Liz Campbell, who's one of our yeah, big, big uh, like, she, uh, like I, I'd say that I, I'd say that Liz Campbell is one of the I'd say that she's the organizer of the activists because she's been doing sure she's been involved in Belltown activism yeah, for yeah, a while. She, yeah. yeah, she's been involved in activism for so long, but. You know, she definitely acknowledges that the eternity, that the the eternity, the attorney <laughs> was just doing her job. Sure, but that she took a gamble in saying in advising the 
um, preservation board to ignore like the the endorsements from the city council. Okay, sure. Because we had several city council endorsements that we'd all worked really hard on and legitimately had. Like I ran into Sally Bagshaw in an alley, like (laughs) between the dog park and the back of Mama's. No way. Looking like just being like, oh, what's up, Sally Bagshaw? And she was like, oh, I'm checking this out. I'm taking pictures. Good on Sally. That's great. Yeah. of of all the city council members, like I pay a lot of attention to that sort of thing. Well, of all the yeah, city like, she, like she, like she was been... actually out there. So when yeah, yeah, especially those stories of like people like being in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... I have a lot of ambivalence towards Sally Bagshaw. I have a hard time. Like you know, there are a lot of uh, city council members where I think like, hey, fuck those guys. They're doing just horrible things. And then those people that I think, yeah, you're you're you know there for the people and yeah. you're representing the right thing. And Sally Bagshaw has been for a long time one of those people where it's like. I have a really hard time figuring you out, and I'm You're not quite sure where you stand on things. Yeah. So it's really validating to hear how open she was to talking to yeah. you and no, just she checking it gener- out. She seemed general, like really taking your job earnestly, enthused. right? Like, I, yeah. like so cool. I, I wasn't expecting total like smiling and nodding. Of sure, course, it's sure. politics. It's an right. election year. I get that. It's, but I feel like there was. Yeah, especially when I saw her like kicking it with Liz Campbell and yeah. Allie. In Belltown, yeah. like, no, there's like, like open dialogue with your city council member. That's really that's, that's yeah, and, really d- and just like what, like I was on my way to a oh, Slayers dude. match. Like, <laughs> like, I was just I was head to like catch the E line to freaking another castle to <laughs> yeah. match, and I was just like, whoa, Sally Bagshaw, you're in the alley. I'll catch the next All right, bus. so, so yeah, I want to talk so about cool. uh, how some of this uh, started to break down. So after the attorney made her case about why the Wayne sure. departments didn't fit any of these parameters. Um, and the architectural historian they had presented a very interesting and detailed case, but he seemed to also be a little skeptical about whether uh, it actually uh, was worthy of landmark designation. Uh, he was doing his job. He was doing his job, and I found his information very fascinating, and I really don't knock him for it. Uh, but uh, what where it became interesting is when uh, the Landmark Preservation Board members started asking questions of both the lawyer and the architectural historian, um, and and starting to understand. Like I, I started to think, of, I had signed up as a maybe to speak uh, of one of the thirty people, and uh, but I at that point in time, like after a hearing, like the attorney's case, I started feeling really like I, I need to be one of the people to speak if they give me the chance, and I started making. Uh, notes on my phone and uh, you know I, I saw that they were focusing a lot on the Denny regrade and the unique circumstances under which and this is fascinating in my opinion like the unique circumstances in which the Wayne Apartments existed and exists uh, with that change in Seattle the Denny regrade for those that aren't familiar uh, Denny Hill was this big hill in the middle of downtown mm-hmm. Seattle just Straight up, like South Belltown, North Downtown, just big hill right there. First hill, and yeah. All this... and, and they they just moved it. They just tore it out. Well, they swept they, it down. They hosed yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they did. They literally hosed it exactly. In the like, like what early eighteen hundreds, like uh, the the late the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Like it was a 10, 15 year situation. Uh, it's not industrialized to, at all, though. Like it's not too industrial. It's like actually like moving of dirt. Yeah, and they would take it and fill it in elsewhere. And so, like, the, so here's the thing: the Wayne Apartments may possibly be the only building to have survived the Denny Regrade. Mm-hmm. Possibly the only building that existed within like 
that range, like of the hill, yeah, to be affected by the hill and to still exist in its original location after the fact, which is insane. It is insane, and that alone, and this is really what it came down to. That alone uh, makes it historic, historically significant in and of itself. It's an anomaly. Like yeah. I, I started coming up with fanciful notions of how we should just build a Denny regrade museum within the Wayne apartment. Oh my god, that's, that's that amazing! Like, yeah, because. <laughs> It's such an incredible piece of Seattle history that so few of us, including those of us that were in the room, knew much about. And we learned so much about it in that moment. And it was fascinating to see these people people so invested in Seattle's history Mm -hmm. and preserving it to have kind of their own self-discovery as we discussed it. It was very validating and... Go ahead, Brian. You have something to say. I was going to say, the Segway tourists would love that museum. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because those are like real people, like really moving the hill and like really developing Seattle. And like, you just don't get that kind of cultural landscape anymore. It's real Seattle history, too. I mean, one of the reasons I, I mean, I've gone on the the underground tour multiple times because Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to learn about old Seattle and see it. Yeah, you want to know where you live. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's like, and, and, and nobody, I, mean, I I've, the only reason I even knew about that water blasting the hill thing is because I saw a picture of it in a pizza joint. Oh, like, wow. you don't, you don't hear about it. Like, people yeah. don't talk about it. You don't, it's not hey, part you remember of, this? it's not part of those, <laughs> it's not part of those tours or anything like that mm. because they didn't happen down there. It happened over in Belltown. There's nothing like that in Belltown. So, I, I mean, it wouldn't be that bad of an idea. Yeah. Well, and if I, if I can be entirely honest, when we went into, when we went into the meeting last week, I had my best game face on. Like, I talked to the news a lot. I spoke so much of the culture. Mm-hmm. I spoke so much of the importance of maintaining our older structures. And even when I stood before the board, I spoke to Criteria F, which was how the... Could you read sure. Criteria F? F, because of its prominence of spatial location... Contrast of sighting, age, or scale, it is an easily identifiable visual feature of its neighborhood or the city and contributes to the distinctive quality or identity of such neighborhood or city. Which, I, I, before I pass back over to you, uh, it was it was cited by both the attorney and multiple board members there that uh, parameter F is the most subjective of all six, which makes it very difficult to... To use standalone, it's very helpful to have, you know, F plus A or C or yeah. you know, yeah, to to have it bolstered by another one, because you know what makes it prominent to one person doesn't necessarily make it prominent to another person. But sorry, go ahead. Oh well, I mean, with like with while, while respecting that what the preservation board is lo- was looking for, the preservation board doesn't really concern themselves with what surrounds the building in question or what will be built in place in place of a building that is looking to be landmarked i couldn't help but say just like being like are the landscape of the city is being so blandly and rapidly restructured mm-hmm. that the wayne apartments and all of its scrappiness and Two storyness and it's gonna be swept and, over and, and 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 the block of bars below it are not to be accounted for. Like it's yeah. all about just the structure itself. But I couldn't help. I really couldn't help but speak to that because it's just a. 
you know, in all of these gleaming, shiny boxes built by who knows people who don't give a care. crap about this yeah. city. Like yeah. it's 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 just a block that I can stand on and bring people to the like bring people to the city and just be like, yeah, this is part of my Seattle and. And I think that a lot of people can say that. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that's worth its own preservation. Absolutely. I totally get that that's not what the landmarking society is for. in the business of doing. Mm-hmm. But it, doesn't mean it, 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 it yeah. meant a lot that they heard it out. And sure. Yeah. But, but I feel like, I, I do feel like that. I almost, I almost feel like I'm speaking for the Wayne Apartments again. <laughs> no, we, we, we got we got our landmarking, and that's great. Um, but you're saying that might not be enough. When well, what? it's one notch in the belt. It's it, there, yeah. there's there's, yeah, there's more. more. There, there, yeah, I there's, naively, there could be appeals, like, that and that's that, yeah. that's what we need to be looking out for next is the appeals that may happen. But yeah, that what she was just speaking to Allison is it was so interesting because that was part of the tension there in the room, like. Like talking about the broader issue versus the very specific parameters that the landmark preservation board was there to discuss, and uh, and and that tension was very interesting to try to figure out how to walk that line. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like it, it, it's not just about the Wayne Apartments for any of us in this room. Right. In a lot of yeah. ways, it's about shorties or it's about that block in or general. Or the whole block, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but we needed to be able to uh, like articulate our argument through the historical context mm-hmm. of the Wayne apartments. And I think I certainly learned a lot in that. In Me too. It I was fascinating yeah. mm-hmm. and it was validating and it was, it was emboldening to learn that like, Oh, one of the things I loved the most was one of the landmark preservation board members started talking about, like one was saying like, you know, I've never really, I didn't notice these apartments. Are they really like, you know, speaking to F like prominent in spatial location, whatever, whatever. And then one of the, the, I don't remember her name, this woman that was just wonderful on the board, but uh, she talked about how, you know, it's an east versus west thing. You walk down the east side of the street, you're not going to notice those buildings because they're just one more story up and recessed. You walk on the west side of the street and you look over to the east Mm -hmm. and you say, what are those? How long has that been here? That is such a unique component. They really do. Oh man, uh, we we wait, man, we're 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 getting really late here. Sorry, uh, guys. We're, this is our longest episode yet, right now already. So I you I, love I'm us. Gonna, oh, yeah. even including the skill shot episode. Yeah, even including the skill yeah. shot episode. <laughs> we're at ninety minutes right now, so we're gonna have to cut yeah. the Wayne Apartments conversation short. Uh, Sorry, it's been awesome though. Please uh, email us I want to play. It. Yeah, please email us about it. Weigh in. We want to hear you at skillshotpincast at gmail But right now we're gonna we're gonna try to get Allison and Brian home. Uh, and we're we gonna need play. To switch gears. Yeah, we need to switch gears. We need yeah. to do uh, a quick rundown of name that game. Then we're gonna do our plugs. Then we're gonna sign off. Sound good, guys? <laughs> Sounds good. All right, fantastic. Count me in. Y'all ready for name that game? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'm so bad at this. Uh, it's gonna be so I'm fun. As, I'm as so, ready as I'm I am make. ready. There's <laughs> three of us here. So are we gonna do the thing where we did with uh, the Brian Gordon, where down? we just write it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a pen uh, and an old skull shot. <laughs> And an old skill shot. And it's the same skill shot that, that uh, like Gordon or uh, Raymond, Raymond and, and, wrote and down Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know what? If you think you know it, just raise your just hand. Just take your take yeah. your. T- okay, fine. Take another skill shot. Uh, oh, and, uh, we have a new uh, issue coming out. So anyways. you write it down. You pass it to me, and I'll let you know if you're right. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. You ready? It's coming. So get ready. 
That one's really fast. Sorry. No, it's. Was that? Here, you... let me let me try that again. I thought again. that was an accident. Are you serious? Okay, let's try this again. Okay, there's oh, the Christ. whole one. Any guesses? Anybody feel like they know it yet, or do you want to hear the next one? I would like to hear another one. <laughs> Everybody I'll take hear another, another one. one. Okay. If you think you know it, write it down and pass it I, in. I don't know. Allison, you look I, like it's right on the tip of your to tongue. Guess. Kayla's got something she wants I, to say. I, I, I always look like this dish. one day in that game. <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm hanging out doing dishes in my kitchen. This is like, I, Finger in the mouth, <laughs> contemplative look on your face. Uh, no. No, okay. Kayla, that is incorrect. So okay. far, no correct answers. All right, here's the next sound. Same. I know. I, I'm not doing much helpful, but it looks like it might have helped for Allison. So Allison's got her pen to paper. Don't look, Brian. Don't look. Hey. Oh, I look. Well, I mean, if you want to keep guessing, you shouldn't look. All right. <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. Nope, that's incorrect. Aww. All right. <laughs> what the? F okay, I think. Brian's... I think that tipped it for Brian. Yeah. I was. I was Ooh. thinking that that might the, be a the sound. end part. Remind me of something else. I was thinking. Uh, just write it down and pass it in. Just write it down and pass I'm it in. This, but then the, the last sound. That is incorrect. The last sound. Wow. Anybody? Oh God, I know it. Yeah, you do. I know that you know it. The Yahoo kind of like. And, and the end of the last one and the Yahoo. Right. I just. I'm just gonna keep it rolling. Yeah. No, no shame. No shame. Let's keep it rolling. Oh. 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 Words. I got it. Hey, I got, I got first it. of all, shut up, write it down. Second of all, what do you got to say, Kayla? Is that the end of it? Oh, I know exactly no, what it is. That is incorrect. No, Kayla. really? I understand why you would say that. <laughs> and I was hoping that... Yep, yep, Brian's got it. Brian's got it. <laughs> Brian has it. All right. Of course Allison, you want to make another guess? Oh goodness! Okay, all right. I'm so that's, bad at this. That's Brian, okay. I've, I've only gotten one of these ever <laughs> on my own. So oh, can I try enough. another? And one? it's definitely always harder when you're actually put on the spot here in person. Yeah, I, I I wasn't good at it at home. So I am so eternally grateful that I've never had to like be on the receiving end of this. Because <laughs> I would fail yeah, it's, so it's your job to like curate it. All right, that is wrong on two counts, Kayla. <laughs> Let me say, first of all, all this right, is do, not do the Kayla game. and I get any more? Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> Kayla, we have had Whitewater on. Oh, you're this right. You're podcast right. Before. Well, it was quick. I forgot. It was the the day that we did two podcasts. With that's Alexa right. It was a whirl It was a whirlwind. and we did it both twice. Yeah. No, that's, that's not whirlwind. It's Whitewater. Well, oh, <laughs> it was oh, a whirlwind. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here we go. What the fuck was that? All right. Let me roll that one back a bit. <laughs> I'll play that one back again. Here we go. Backwards. Hold on. No. no? Okay. All right. Let's just keep moving forward. Yeah. You're seriously the worst. Ooh. Allison, I think you have it. I think you might have no, it. No, I think I'm just repeating the sounds <laughs> okay, okay. that I hear. All right. One more. I've got a couple more here still. Oh. Uh, Attack. Uh. Revenge. 
Starship Troopers. Allison got it. Oh, Revenge of Mars? Oh, okay. Let's hear the next one. You know what? I'm okay with that. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I specifically I... picked that one because I thought it would be challenging and yet at the same time a pinball machine that the Slayers should know. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised it took me to the third sound to get that one. Well, I, am I, I picked okay some pretty with hard sounds. Yeah, yeah, the first yeah, two sounds was like those grunts mean something, but I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I, that one was hard to hard to Well, let it be known Monday night pinball players that now that we have lost our beloved Centaur, that Revenge from Mars is where I'm putting <laughs> all of my yeah. interest. So nice. okay. step up. Fair so enough. we will all know that game really well. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for playing Name That Game yeah. with us. Allison, <laughs> Brian, and Kayla, as always. Um, all right. We're at the end of this podcast. We're going to wrap this up. It's time for plugs. Uh, shout outs. Robin. Yeah. yeah um, let's do some shout outs here for sure. the pincast first. Um as always, please write in to skillshotpincast at gmail.com. Rate and We've, review us. Yes, rate and review us on iTunes. You know what? We had a wonderful suggestion to bring back the one to beat on yeah. the pincast, and we're doing it right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so currently, at Adaball, kiss, so, so timely, so topical, there's uh, these ta- these initials that say J, and then they say J, and then they say J again. It's like J, J, J. And it might be Jason Hatch. Who knows? It probably uh, is Jason Hatch. <laughs> that uh, sleeper. He's currently got $172 million on KISS. You can go beat that. Do it now. I remember what Brian said. You can get a 500 like whatever jackpot. Just like that. Bug. So just use so, Brian's handy tips yeah. and beat Jason and write in and let us know. And if you Combos. Picks. <laughs> We need picks. We do need picks. Picks or it didn't happen. Right. Uh, shout out to the Pinball Podcast for just being Yeah, great Don and, and Jeff, you guys are awesome. Like, thanks for being such a like valuable resource of like a comparable pinball po- podcast. Like, I think that I get a lot of good information from you guys, and, and we're in line a lot on, on politics and like our our love of pinball. So you guys rule. Good job. Uh, shout out to uh, Drop Target for yeah. being amazing Drop as always. Scene. Alex Longstreth and John Chad, I love you guys so much. You guys are the best. Uh, Drop Target Zine number seven just happened, and that's the last one that they will ever do, and that's really sad. So instantly, you should go to droptarget.blogspot.com and order all seven issues. Each issue has a different Harry Potter book drawn up as a pinball machine, which, why doesn't that exist already? The plans are there. Do it. Um, But John Chad and, and Alec Longstreth are like brilliant uh, animators and cartoonists, and they do have a love for pinball, and they express it very adamantly in their zine. And you should definitely check that out; it's worth your try. So, this episode was brought to you by Shorties. Go to Shorties and play some pinball and get drunk. <laughs> that was our uh, our radio you know, sponsor of shorties we are we are always thrilled to have shorties be the big ad at the back of the uh, actual skill shop paper yeah, zines absolutely. hey Ava, if you want to give us more money to get proper advertisements on the skill shop yes yeah we are happy to get that and get nice mics Mm-hmm. Anyone that would like to donate to the skill shop pincast is more than welcome to. Just please email us at you know skillshoppincast at gmail.com because 
you know, we like to do we'll episodes where we have four people here, but Graham's mic suffers because he yeah. has an inadequate mic. And I, he's I, the martyr of our podcast. I sacrifice my my own personal microphone to make sure that Kayla and our guests sound Which great. Which is so sweet of him. Yes. Now accepting Madeline, Bitcoin. Good <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Brian. All right. So, so uh, Allison and Brian, uh, give us give us your plugs. Yeah, yeah what you got going uh, on? Uh, check out everyone who is working 24-7 on saving shorties and the businesses that surround it at friendsofhistoricbelltown.org. And on Facebook, you can find us at FH2A, which is Friends of Historic Second Avenue, but FH2A is our Facebook presence. And also the original Shorty Goes to Washington yeah. and Saving Second Avenue Ooh. on Facebook. And if you are interested in finding out more from our City Hall friends, please contact me at allisonray at gmail.com. That's A-L-Y-S-O-N-R-A-E at gmail.com. Or here at the Pencast, <laughs> SkillshotPencast at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you. Viva La Town. Bolsavada. <laughs> Brian, you got anything for us? Well, I don't. I'm not representing anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any big, lofty things I'm doing. I'm just a pinballer. So I just want to shout out to the love of my life, Michelle Pfeiffer. Aww. Love you, girl. Like, what? like not and, uh, <laughs> not Catwoman, but not uh, Catwoman. Just, just, just my <laughs> girl, Michelle Pfeiffer. Who, who, Michelle Pfeiffer, who, who is awesome. Beat me in fantasy football this week. Wow. Was she, ashamed as I am. You deserve to get beaten by Michelle because she's so awesome. I guess so. At the same time. Though, let's be <laughs> uh, one more thing. Slayers. <laughs> and I would like to make one more quick. Um, Thank you to the IFPA for designating a women's only pinball championship tournament once a year. That fucking rules, and you guys are awesome. Um, basically, the top 16 female players are going to go to Las Vegas this year or next year and play off for the best woman in pinball championships. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, every thank you, Brian and Allison, for being here. We really appreciate Players. it. We uh, we had a great time having you on, uh, and we're looking forward to seeing you all on episode thirteen. So, thanks again for joining us, guys. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, Seattle. Thanks.